You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome into Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti, and you're listening to yet another simulated broadcast as part of our full simulated season, taking care of the 2020 schedule as it would have been. And until baseball was announced that it was coming back, Socks in the Basement brought you simulated games and a full simulated season in a partnership with Socks on 35th every day since opening day. And then baseball announced a return, so we started fast-forwarding. The most recent fast-forward brought us up to the first weekend of September. It's still on demand everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Came out on Friday. The White Sox actually got themselves to a half game behind the Twins at that point, and then won game one against Minnesota in Minnesota in the final series between the teams. Yesterday's broadcast was game two, and the Sox took that one and now sit at the highest point they have been at all simulated season long, 89 and 53, a game and a half up on the Twins at 88 and 55, with the Cleveland Indians now five games back. Between these three teams and the Angels and Astros in the AL West, four of those five teams are going to make the postseason, and the White Sox are in a great position as of today. How did they get here? They have the best in-division record of all the teams in the American League Central. So far, 42-20 against their own division. They won the season series against the Twins long ago. And looking ahead, after this game in Minnesota, it's a day off and then back home for three against the Dodgers. Then it's out to Kansas City, a divisional opponent, for three games. Out to Oakland for three, and then back home for all divisional games. Four against KC, three against the Indians, and three against the Tigers. In fact, our schedule after the Dodgers coming up midway through this week becomes very, very easy with the exception of the Indians looking at the teams that we are playing. It all seems to set up perfectly for the White Sox to possibly win the AL Central and to definitely get into the postseason. And don't forget, this Wednesday, Scott Merkin, White Sox beat reporter from MLB.com, on the regular Socks in the Basement 30 Minutes of Socks podcast that comes out on demand each and every Wednesday. It is all brought to you by our proud sponsors, Family Waterproofing Solutions. You heard about them at the beginning of the show. Great Socks in the Basement deals, veteran-owned, female-owned, and family-owned, and located right on the south side. Visit them today, F-A-M-W-S and see what they can do for you. Without further ado, we head out and try to sweep the Twins. It's Socks in the Basement using MLB The Show 20. And right now you're listening anywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Target Field, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The 89-53 and 53 White Sox trying to sweep the 88-55 and 55 Minnesota Twins here at Target Field using MLB The Show 20 with Socks in the Basement. Recap coming to you right after the game at SocksOn35th.com. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti, and welcome. Randy Dobnik, nine starts, eight and three record, 
4.17 ERA, 127 in the third innings. He's got a whip of 1.32. 133 hits, 35 walks, 99 strikeouts, and he will start today for the Minnesota Twins. Coming to the plate, Tim Anderson hitting 323, 10 homers, 66 RBIs, on base percentage of 366, and currently on an eight game hitting streak. The White Sox took the first two of this series. They've won yet another season series and another series against the Twins already. Now they go for the sweep. They came in a half game back. They're currently a game and a half up as that pitch misses outside. 1-0 the count. And I'm sure the Twins had in their minds, we got the Sox coming here. Let's take care of business. Put them in the rear view mirror. And then go on and win this division. Now this is a battle. Inside fastball misses 2-0 the count. White Sox going with their straight up regular starters for game three. They got a day off tomorrow. And then the Dodgers at home in Chicago. Four-seam fastball catches the corner, two and one. 78 degrees today, clear skies, four mile an hour winds blowing out to right field. We've talked about it before. The Twins are set up to hit into that jet stream down the right field line where field level is also street level, or at least where the stands are. That's a base hit in the right field. Anderson puts it into the jet stream there, and he's got a leadoff single. In right field here on target field, their concourse. Imagine the concourse at the cell. Now imagine if that concourse is exactly sidewalk level with buildings running away from it, creating a wind tunnel from home plate straight out to right field through the Goose Island section and beyond. That's what it's like here at Target Field. Left-handers love it. Remember, it was built with Morneau and Maurer in mind. And the idea of the team would always try to find that left-handed power. As Yasmani Grandal comes to play hitting 288, leading the team with 32 home runs, batting lefty today against the right-hander Dobnik. Anderson leads off a first, and a high two-seam fastball makes it one and one. And what's amazing is you don't see a team full of left-handed starters here. Because if you're going to build a ballpark that way, then you should want all the switch hitters moving over to the right side so they can't take advantage of that. Twins took advantage of it earlier on in the season. They had a game where they put out like four home runs against us, maybe five it was, and beat the tar out of us earlier in the season when the wind was blowing out the way it is today. Two and one the count. Anderson continues to lead off a of first and outside slider misses three and one. Juan Moncada stands on deck hitting 306. The pitch. High pitch. Foul back. Three and two. The count is full. Payoff pitch here. No outs top of the first with Anderson on first. Anderson takes off for second. That pitch is high and away. He will coast in the second base as Grandal walked. So they put him in motion on the 3-2 count to avoid a double play. It doesn't matter as Dobnik misses the zone. And right away, the White Sox have two on here at the beginning of this game. And Juan Moncada comes to the plate. 306, 27 home runs in a career high, 84 RBI. He's been batting in the three spot, I would say, since the beginning of June. And has really taken to it, much like he took to the four spot in late April and May. Remember, this guy started off 0 and 15 on the season and dropped to the bottom of the order until he could get it right again. And then Yo Yo went nuts. Two pitches outside miss and Dobnik. Does not have his stuff early on, and the White Sox need the pounce. Remember, they scored three runs yesterday in the first inning and held on to that lead for the rest of the game. 
Dallas Keiko going for the White Sox today. Would like to have a few runs already up there before he takes them out. That pitch, an outside one, lifted deep into right field. It's going to be near the track. The catch is made. Right fielder stumbles, trying to make the play. And Anderson looks at that stumble and says, I'm going second to third on the flyout. So there's one gone, but now a runner on third base. And Tim Anderson, you get another one like that from Aloy Jimenez. Runner's going to score on the sacrifice fly. Aloy's hitting 279. And stands in right now. Looking to put a charge into the ball. Had a home run yesterday. Two-run job. And also a RBI double. He's grounded into only 10 double plays this season. He's got a very slow runner at first base and an 0-1 count. The next pitch on the way. Inside pitch fouled off quickly 0-2. He's already got his career high in home runs. A lot of people thought 40. I would say he'll probably end up with more like 30. Fly ball in the center field might be deep enough. The play is going to be made, and here comes Anderson coming home. Throw's going to come into the plate, and he is safe. Nice throw came in there. I don't know if every runner scores on that one, but T.A. comes in head first, slides in, sacrifice fly for Jimenez, and the White Sox lead one to nothing. Rondal remains over at first, and there's two gone here in the top of the first. As Jose Abreu comes into plate, hitting 278 with 23 homers and 73 RBI. Abreu started off in his regular spot in a three-hole and then went into a slump. White Sox seem to be waiting until some of this younger talent, Mancada, Jimenez, established they could handle the middle of the order. And once they could, Jose was dropped down to the five spot, although he will bat third every once in a while with a left-handed hitter because he does much better against lefties. The split is becoming more and more obvious here in 2020. Two pitches right away on the inside corner miss, and he's 2-0. With two outs here on the top of the first, the White Sox lead 1-0. Remember, this game brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. Family Waterproofing Solutions takes care of everything that has to do with your foundation. Basement leaking, seepage, some pump issues, sidewalks are all out of whack around the house. That's a foundation problem. High pop, back behind second base. Arias. Waves everybody off and will make the play. The Sox get two on and no out. They get a run across. They have one run on one hit and the lead midway through the first with Byron Buxton coming up to lead it off for the Twins. Dallas Keiko, the lefty, stands on the mound with 28 starts and a 13-7 and record. 4.03 ERA over 165 in a third innings. He's accumulated a whip of 1.34 with 145 strikeouts and 60 free passes. The walks were a problem early on, but he started to do much better in the second half of the season with those. We'll see if that trend continues. Byron Buxton comes to the plate, hitting 264. And the Twins earlier in the season really adjusted the top of their lineup depending on if it was a lefty or a righty. But today, they're starting with the exact same lineup against Keuchel that they had yesterday against Giolito. First pitch swung on and missed on the outside corner, 0-1 to Buxton. Going around the horn, Grandal behind the plate, Abreu at first, Danny Mendick at second. Shortstop is Anderson, third is Moncada. As a slider hits the outside corner, 0-2. Jimenez in left, center is Luis Robert. AL Rookie of the Month in July and August. 
And in right field, Nomar Mazzaro. Swing and a miss. He got him on three pitches on a cut fastball inside, and Buxton goes down. First strikeout for Keuchel. That's a good sign. We've seen two Dallas Keuchels this season. We've seen the Dallas Keuchel that takes 40 pitches through two innings, walks three, puts a runner on, and just struggles to keep the run total down. And then we've seen the guy that goes nine in a shutout. Polanco's hitting 325 with 24 home runs, 73 RBIs. An OPS of 948. He takes a strike on the inside corner. He's currently fifth in the American League in batting average. The guy coming up after him is second in Arias. 0-1 count the pitch. This one's in the dirt. First ball called against Keuchel. 1-1 the count. He's got 31 doubles so far this season. The kick in the pitch. That one's low, a two-seamer. 2-1 two the count. There'll be another fast forward of the season coming up this week. We'll tell you all about it. And don't forget, on Wednesday, Scott Merkin joins us from MLB.com as that one's fouled off 2-2 two two the count. Now a high pitch just misses the zone. 3-2 the count is full. So Merkin joins us on the regular podcast this Wednesday. Outside pitch swung on, sent down the first baseline. Abreu makes a nice play towards second. Flips it over to Keiko covering the bag. He wins the foot race. There's two gone on the 3-1 putout. So we got Merck coming up on Wednesday. We're going to have a fast forward this week. And next weekend, playoff baseball is what I'm assuming. Unless everything goes terribly wrong. We're going to find out this week how the simulated season finishes out. And then we'll have playoff baseball this weekend. If the Sox do well, there'll be one more weekend of playoff baseball. But first, we have to win some more games. We got to hold off this team. 0-2 to Arias quickly. Swung on and missed. He got him on three pitches. What a quick inning by Keuchel. Strikes out two. Gets the ground out over to first base. He looks sharp today. This is a team on a mission. They've been chasing the Twins all year. And they're not letting go of the lead in first, it doesn't look like. One to nothing, top of the second. Edwin Encarnacion comes up to the plate, hitting 261. 32 homers, tied with Grandal atop the team, 77 RBI. There are multiple players on the Twins with more home runs than that. This Twins team can hit. It has been the pitching that has caused them issues with us because we have an offense that seems to be able to keep up with them. When it comes down to it, there's a lot of times we'll chase their fourth and fifth starters where our guys will hang in. Swing and a miss here on a four-seamer high 0-2 to Encarnacion. Much better hitter against lefties than righties, but he plays pretty much every day. The 0-2 pitch on the way. This one sent down the first baseline. Fair ball over the bag. Edwin's got one down on the corner by the 328 marker. He's on his way into second base because the shift was on. They expected him to pull. He's standing on second as the ball comes bouncing in and a leadoff double. Only his 24th of the season for Edwin. He's not fleet of foot, but they had a shift on. Arias was on the other side of second base near short. Only one guy covering the first base line. The outfielders were shifted as well. He puts that one right over the bag. 
And here's Mazzara, 14 homers, 46 RBIs. Hitting 239. All 14 home runs have come against right-handed pitching. Against lefties, he has not recorded an RBI or a home run all season long. Hitting 239 currently. This one ripped out deep. That ball is way out of here. Up into the stratosphere. He just hit it into the highest deck in right field, 449 feet out of here at 110 miles an hour. Nomar Mazzara hits his 15th home run to the highest point in right center field. It's like a third deck up there. He hit the last row. I'm going to see the replay. On the initial look, it looks like he hits the last row. He might have cleared the ballpark. That ball is blasted, and Mazzara rightfully so, stands there with the bat in his hand and watches that one clear out. It actually leaves the ballpark. It goes over the top of that wall and out of the ballpark. It's not the highest point, but it's where the third deck begins. So he puts it over the third deck and out of the ballpark. Nomar Mazzara with the second hardest hit ball I've seen all year. The first one was opening weekend when Luis Robert hit the kid zone for his first ever home run in a White Sox or Major League uniform. And now Danny Mendick comes to the plate with the White Sox leading three to nothing. And that just shut everybody up here in this crowd. And once again, the White Sox have an early three nothing lead here in Minnesota. Dominic up the 26 pitches as Mendick fouls that one off one and two. No outs here in the top of the second. Ground ball over to second base. Arias picks it up, flips it to first. And there's one gone. Here comes Robert to the plate. 45 stolen bases, but he's also now hitting 251 with 20 bombs and 58 RBI. He had three home runs through midway point of June. 17 home runs since then. Player of the month, not player of the month, rookie of the month in July and August, and currently a lot of people believe could be rookie of the year as long as he finishes out strong. That pitch misses 1-0 the count. Next offering on the way is high and misses 2-0. I keep saying Danny Mendick should also be somewhere on that list. Should be in the top 10 of voting. Guy only came up in September last year, barely played, still has rookie status. That one's fouled down the third base line. Been hitting in the 280s and contributing mightily to this White Sox team. Two-one pitch on the way outside, split finger three and one, and he may have something going against him because he wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. Took the job at second base from Leary Garcia. Nick Madrigal came up. They split time, and eventually the team said Madrigal's the future and put him at second. Then Madrigal couldn't hold on to the job. Mendick back out there. As a fly ball out to center field will be caught. Two gone now here in the top of the second. The top of the order coming up in Anderson with nobody on, but two runs already in in this inning. And we posed a question after Mendick, of course, came back and takes that job from Mandrigal. We posed a question on Wednesday. Will Ricky Renteria in a shortened season pull the trigger on changing out guys in his lineup and his everyday starters if a guy gets off to a slow start because you only have 60 games. You can't be patient forever. Now immediately we got questioned on Twitter like, well what about Luis Robert? I mean, you're not going to pull him out. Okay, I get it. You might stick with him a little bit longer. 
But yeah, if he's out there and he hasn't gotten a hit in two weeks, I would think Ricky Renteria's got to pull him out in a short season. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think he does. But the real question is, who's playing second? And there's three guys that can stand there in Garcia, Mendick, and possibly Mandrigal if they put him on the 40-man and bring him with on the 30-man roster. Two and two to Anderson on a pitch that catches the outside corner. He's one for one on the day. Same thing in right field. you got Mazzara, Engel, and again, Garcia could be out there. We've used all three. Fly ball out in the shallow right field. Arias is going to call off his right fielder, make that catch on the run. The inning is over. But Nomar Mazzara hit a bomb. Way out. Over that third deck in right center field. Sox lead 3-0. Dallas Keuchel threw 12 pitches and struck out two. In the first inning, he gets Miguel Sano, possible MVP. 40 homers and 126 RBIs, hitting 297. The righty stands at the plate and waits for the first pitch to lead off the bottom of the second inning. And immediately lifts this one way back. Out in the right field, anything you can do, I can do better. Nomar Mazzara, not as deep, but onto the concourse in right field. He puts this one out. 384 feet. High fly ball out at 98.8 miles per hour. Big towering shot. Sano stamps on home plate. Pants his teammate on the butt. His 41st home run of the season. First pitch. He hits an outside off-speed pitch. Keuchel, so effective in the first. Miguel saw something. He puts it Apo into that jet stream we were talking about, the wind blowing out. Lands in the second section over from the foul pole. So it's in that little jet stream. Twins take advantage of it all the time. Three to one. Sox still lead. Mitch Garver's got 22 home runs and 74 RBIs to go with his 257 average. Takes a ball outside, 1-0. and So the fans alive here now in Minnesota. Now base hit in the right field on the ground through the infield. Back-to-back hits for the Twins here. From the four and the five hitter, a run in and a man on. So, home runs going out to right field. We said it would happen. Here comes a left-handed hitter in Eddie Rosario. He's hitting 239, but he's got 20 homers. He's got a runner on first base. It doesn't have a lot of speed. Still no outs here in the bottom of the second. Sox leading by two. Lefty on lefty here. Keuchel takes a breath and delivers. First pitch hits the outside corner of two-seamer. That's a strike 0-1. Garver, not really a threat to go anywhere at first. He's waiting for somebody to put the ball on the play. Inside pitch just misses, another two-seamer, one-and-one. So Keiko going to the two-seamer twice in a row after the off-speed pitch. Gives up the home run and the base hit. Now he goes off-speed on a changeup, pulls the string. Rosario way out in front, swings and misses, one-and-two. So he hasn't given up on it, that's for sure. Just has to find a different time to use it. And now a strike on the outside corner. Goes four-seamer, up and in, hits the zone. Rosario stands at the plate talking about it with the umpire, now walks away. He didn't like the call, but on the replay, that's clearly over the plate. Remember, you got one of the best framers in the business in Grandal behind the plate. And there's one gone here in the bottom of the second. Here comes Nelson Cruz, 320, 28 home runs, 81 RBI. This team 
is just an offensive machine. Everybody that comes up has incredible stats, and it's only the 6th of September. 0-1 the count as he fouls off that one. Cruz, the righty, actually tends to have problems with lefties, generally the other way around. When you look at his splits, though, it's a little different for him. He has scored over 1,000 runs in his very long career. And he's 1-1 one one as that pitch evens up the count. Now a high two-seamer misses 2-1. Two and one. Keiko still trying to work quickly. He takes a quick look at Garver. Looks back in and delivers. Low changeup, 3-1. Cruz being very patient with Josh Donaldson on deck. He's only got 37 home runs. And he's the 8-hitter in their lineup. Into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and missed. And inside two-seamer. Count goes full. Beat him inside over the hands. One gone here in the bottom of the second. Three to one Chicago. Trying to get the sweep. That would be very difficult, I believe, here in target field. But they're giving it a go. Now a cut fastball. High in the zone is fouled back. 25 pitches for Keuchel with one out and a full count to Cruz. The payoff pitch on the way. This one lifted out in the right field right at Mazzara. Hard line drive, but he hit it right where the right fielder was standing. Lucky for the White Sox, Mazzara just plants his feet, puts his glove up, and catches a scorcher. And there's two gone for Donaldson. He had a home run yesterday. He's slugging 586. Got a 305 average and 37 home runs with 112 RBI. He had a two-run job yesterday. He gets one of those here. This is a tie ball game. Two gone. Runner on first and Garver here in the bottom of the second inning. Michael delivers. A low outside two-seamer just misses. 1-0 the count. Dallas was going right in the zone every time until the Sano home run. Now he's nibbling. An outside pitch misses 2-0. So a little shell shock. He's a veteran pitcher, but you can see a difference in how he's throwing the ball right now from the first inning because he threw one in the zone to Sano, and it got lifted out. Pop fly behind the plate. Grandal tries to run back to get it. It is out of play. Count is now 2-1. Next offering inside to Seamer. It missed, according to the umpire. 3-1 and one the count. Marwin Gonzalez stands on deck. He gave the White Sox fits in several games earlier this season. And a high pitch misses inside. Keiko walks him. So a leadoff home run, followed by a base hit. Gets two outs. And now walks Josh Donaldson. He's on to the nine hitter in Gonzalez, hitting 254 with 13 homers and 51 RBI. He hits from the right side of the plate here. He's a switch hitter. But they generally use him against lefties. Swing and a miss on a changeup, low and in. 0-1 the count. Dallas takes his time, strokes that glorious beard. And now gets set on the mound again. Here comes his next offering. Inside almost hits Gonzalez. That would have been a disaster. He would have loaded up the bases. Instead now, we got a 1-1 count. And now a strike down the middle taken. Change up. Gonzalez obviously looking for something else. I don't know why he takes that, but now it's one and two. The next pitch. 
Ground ball down the first base side. Actually, Keiko cuts it off as it was bouncing slowly. He gets it on the hop right after Gonzalez runs by it, flips it to Abreu, and they beat him to the bag. After two, Sox lead by two. You're in the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. Our proud sponsors, Family Waterproofing Solutions, wants you to visit them at famws.com and see all they can do for you. Foundation issues, sump pumps, window wells, seepage, water in your basement. Look, we're socks in the basement. We're not water in the basement. You don't want water in the basement. You can't enjoy your basement with water. Give them a call. Financing, great offers, socks in the basement deals. Mention us. As Yasmani Grandal comes to the plate and lifts this one deep down the right field line. It's up in the jet stream. It might get up. It is gone. Grandal puts it out. 354 feet. A big high fly. The wind took that out. It was only moving at 91.5 miles per hour on the exit velocity. So after Sano hits the solo shot to lead off the bottom of the second, Yasmani leads off the top of the third with his own, and he gets to the plate, and he stomps on it just like Sano. He came in at the end and slowed down. I'm not joking here. Slowed down and mimicked what Sano did when he got to the plate. Remember, he's the catcher. He stood there and watched Miguel. You could see Miguel talking when he hit the plate. And Yasmani's like, I just did the same thing to the same part of the field. And now I'm going to stop on the plate too. So this is a rivalry. The fan bases, not big fans of each other. The teams, now that they're both good, clearly not big fans of each other. Yoan Moncada steps in 0 for 1 and takes a pitch on the inside corner 0 and 1 the count. Now an outside pitch check swing. They're going to say he went around. Moncada doesn't believe he did. Steps out of the batter's box. Has a few words with the umpire asking why he didn't appeal. Now he steps back in 0 and 2. Next offering on the way. Flied out down the third baseline. It goes foul. Count remains 0 and 2. 42 pitches so far for Dobnik. And now a low inside pitch misses. 1 and 2. I've always said Yohan Moncada's got a great eye. It hurt him in his first season because umpires weren't trusting that eye. There was a stat out that showed he was punched out on more balls that were outside of the zone than any other player in Major League Baseball in 2018. In 2019, he started to hit. He started to get that respect. Ground ball, second base, Arias flips it to first. And there's one gone. Here comes Aloy Jimenez hitting 279. And a two-seam fastball foul back. Owen won the count. Sitting 462 this week. Aloy's been killing it. Inside, four-seamer misses, one and one. Had a big home run yesterday. Got the White Sox off on the right foot. Now an outside pitch misses. Two and one. Swing and a miss on an inside four-seamer. Count evens at two. Pretty day out today. It was only 50 degrees yesterday, now 79 that September weather. You don't know what you're going to get, but luckily no rain. There's a four-seamer foul back. We talked before the game started. Sox have done very well against their division. Better than anybody else in the division has done against the rest of the teams. One, that bodes well for the White Sox when we're talking about this 60-game schedule. If that becomes true, they're going to the postseason this year. It's now a swing and a high pop straight up. Garver underneath it. He'll make the play. A little bit of swirling wind. You saw that move around a little bit. So did he, shuffling his feet. 
Well, Jimenez is out on the pop-out. Two gone here in the top of the third. Here's Abreu 0 for 1. He popped out in the first inning. He's only 1 for 9 in this series, but he has an RBI. So that would bode well. If the simulation holds up, the Sox matched up great against their own division. They beat up on KC. They beat up on Detroit. They really beat up on the Twins, even if the Twins win this game today. The best they finish with against the White Sox is six wins against this White Sox team. We took all the rest. 0-2 the count here to Abreu quickly. Now one in the dirt rolls to the backstop, 1-2. Two Two outs here in the top of the third. Sox also very good at home. Early in the season, they had a losing record on the road. They're now six games over on the road, seven actually after yesterday. The 1-2 pitch to Jose. Low and inside, misses 2-2 two and two the count. Abreu waves the bat towards Dobnik. This is pitch number 56 for him here in the third. Swing and a miss. He struck him out on a split finger, low and in. Not in the zone. Gives up that home run, and then Randy Dobnik goes to work. But the White Sox regain the three-run lead on the Yasmani Grandal towering shot down the right field line into the corner. And it's four to one good guys. The Minnesota Twins are number one in Major League Baseball, not just the American League, in runs per game at 5.77, average 2.83, and on base percentage of 365. They're slugging second best in MLB at 490, and the most home runs at 242. This is a real offense. They are very, very good and very dangerous. The only reason the White Sox have been able to get to them this year, and I believe this to be true, is our pitching has been able to hold down this team as a bunt goes foul from Buxton, trying to get on with a bunt base hit to lead off the bottom of the third. 0-1 the count. Now a swing and a miss and a changeup 0-2. He went down on three pitches last time. He's 0-2 here to Keuchel. Pitch number 38 from Dallas. Swung on and missed. Six pitches have created two strikeouts for Byron Buxton, the leadoff hitter, and the fourth strikeout of the game for Dallas Keuchel. Minnesota and the White Sox, we've gotten into some slobber knockers. High-scoring games. We've also had some low-scoring games. The difference has overall been the pitching. And I'm not saying every game White Sox pitching was on fire, but how many times have we seen them have to go to their long relievers in Bailey or Rich Hill? In games, their starters don't normally go deep. Outside, curveball misses 2-0 the count. 2-0 count to Polanco. He's 0-for-1. Shortstop standing in the right-handed batter's box. He's a switch hitter, so he's hitting righty instead of lefty like yesterday. Ground ball to Moncada. Nice scoop and a strike over to Abreu. Really clean play over at third base. The 5-3 put out. There's two gone. Nobody on here in the bottom of the third for Luis Arias. He's 0-for-1 in the game. Down a five-game hitting streak. Michael pours in a strike down the middle, 0-1. Now a foul ball and a changeup in the same spot, 0-2 quickly. To the number three hitter for the Twins. Now he jams him over to short. Anderson scoops, takes his time over to first. Nice scoop by Abreu. He picks it off the ground. And we are through three. Sox get a 1-2-3 inning from Keuchel, his second of the game so far, and we lead 4-1.
Edwin Encarnacion comes to the plate. Had a double, scored on a home run. Randy Dobnik enters the top of the fourth inning with already 56 pitches. Edwin, the big DH, who sometimes fills in at first, takes a strike in the outside corner of four Seamer, 0 and 1 the count. Dobnik. He's got the, uh, the 90s goatee thing going. And some sweet glasses. And the 0-1 pitch inside, a slider misses. One and one. And of course, Rich Hill and Homer Bailey are up. They are up every game at this point for the Twins. At least it seems that way against the White Sox. And this goes back to what I was saying last half inning. Sox have gotten to the starting pitchers. As this is one is looped over to first base and picked out of the air. An unassisted three put out. And here's Mazzara and he gets booze for that towering home run and standing at home plate. He's one for one with a two-run blast. And a low outside splitter misses, 1-0 the count. They have a shift on for him. Arias is in shallow right field. Polanco's moved over to the other side of second base. Inside pitch lifted now down the left field line. Curving, and it's down in fair territory into the corner. He goes oppo against the shift. He stands at second base as the ball is thrown in with a double. Nomar Mazzara, have a game, why don't you? The White Sox have 302 doubles now. Actually, they have 304. They entered play at 302, leading all of the majors. This team likes to hit doubles. Danny Mendick comes at a plate 0 for 1. One out, runner on second. First pitch to Mendick, outside a slider, misses 1-0 the count. The one thing that I don't like about how the simulation portrays Danny Mendick is that he's always got his shirt buttoned up to the top. And any White Sox fan knows that Danny Mendick opens up a few extra buttons to show some skin for the ladies. We've talked about this a lot on Sox in the Basement. Danny Mendick reminds me of young John Cangelosi. He knows where his assets are. He's a young man. He opens up that shirt. Fly ball into right center field. It's going to hang up there long enough for Buxton to get it. Mazzaro will hold it second. Two gone. Runner still at second base. Here on the top of the fourth inning. And here's Robert, the nine hitter. 0 for 1 with a line out in the second inning. Been in a slight slump. I wouldn't say a massive one. Over the last week or so. Started when they went to Tropicana Field. That place can play with your emotions. And he, he generally had had a pretty good series against the Twins for the season. There were times when he was slumping and he was hitting under 200 in the first couple months. He contributed in these series. He got up for the Twins. But so far this weekend, he's been held down mostly. 2-0 the count. Runner on second base. The pitch to Robert. Low, outside slider, call the strike at the knees. Count goes to 2-1. Two outs here in the top of the fourth. Sox lead 4-1. Into the wind and the pitch. Swung on and missed. A four-seamer away. Count evens at two. Now Roberts got to choke up a little bit. Get ready. Dobnik checks the runner quickly and delivers. High and away, and this one's fouled off down the first base line. Pitch number 70 coming up for the twin starter right here. He's trying to end the fourth inning with it. 
This one is lifted out in the left center field. Get down into the gap. It will. Buxton can't get there. Mazzaro's going to round third and head for home. Robert into second. He is out at second base. But Mazzara had already scored. So Robert gets gunned down by Buxton, who makes a great play in left center. Robert's shaking his head. He can't believe how quickly that ball got there. But he does drive in the run. And the Sox lead 5-1, heading to the bottom of the fourth inning. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. And here comes Miguel Sano. He's one for one with a solo home run in the second on the first pitch he saw from Dallas Keuchel. He now has 41 on the season. A lot of people think he could be the AL MVP. Mike Trout also having a huge year. But looking at what the show is telling us, the guy in the lead right now is Sano. He's 1-0 there. Now he lifts this one out into deep left field, trailing back towards the wall. Does he have another one? He does. Miguel Sano hits one out now to left field on the second pitch from Keiko, 414 feet. This man is feeling it today. He's got two solo home runs. He's all the offense the Twins have had. And Dallas Keiko must hate Miguel Sano at this point. 42 home runs on the season. He could easily finish this season with 50. He is having a huge year. Huge. There's so much time left. This time, he just goes with the pitch. Lifts that one out. Actually hits the first row of that second deck. It was a line drive and never came down. Robert ran back to the wall thinking that ball was going to drop. It never did. It was straight out of here. Here's Garver. He's one for one with a single against the shift in the right field. They moved over mostly to the other side of the infield for him last time. This time he pops it up into right center. Robert's going to come over and make the play. Two very, very good center fielders out there that have a lot of range, a lot of speed, and a lot of ability. He gets over there quickly. Eddie Rosario now comes to the plate. The six hitter is 0 for 1. Keiko gets ready for his 50th pitch of the game. Leading 5 to 2. Lefty on lefty. This one's popped up near the dugout on the third base line. It will get out of play. Grandal cannot get there in time. 0 and 1. The kick in the pitch from Keiko. Low. A changeup. 1 and 1 the count. I don't think you pitch the Sano anymore in this game. Unless you have to. If Miguel Sano comes to the plate and there's nobody on, just walk him. He's that good right now. 2-1 pitch on the way. This one's lifted down the first baseline. Foul into the stands. 2-2. Two two, the count is even with one out here in the bottom of the fourth. Nobody on. Rosario swings and misses at a two-seamer. Up in the zone. And he's down. And here he is. He's talking again. He talked after the first one because he thought that it wasn't a strike. Okay, fine. 
But here you swung. What are you talking about? A lot of conversation from Eddie Rosario today back towards, I don't know if that was to Grandal or to the home plate umpire. And maybe there's some chatter between Grandal and the other players. Remember, Sano hit a home run, came home and stamped the plate. Grandal hit one right away the next inning, came home, did the same thing. Now Sano hits one. Maybe there's more chatter back there than we realize. Two outs now, Nelson Cruz to the plate. The 1-0 pitch is high, 2-0 the count. Cruz dropped down a little bit from hitting in the five spot to the seven spot against the lefty. 2-0 pitch now on the way. That should have been a strike. Umpire misses it, 3-0 with Donaldson on deck. 3-0 pitch, and he missed. All of them were close. One of them was definitely in the zone. Keuchel does not get the benefit of any call. And now he's got to run around with two outs, and here comes Donaldson, who's just as dangerous as Sano. Although he made most of his hay in the first half of the season. Josh Donaldson had 25 home runs before the end of June. He's up to 37 now, but at least production has dropped off a little. Stands in the right-handed batter's box with Cruz on first. This one's a cut fastball inside, fouled back, 0-1 the count. They have 37 home runs on the 6th of September and be second, trailing by five to a teammate. Must feel a little weird. That's how good this Twins team is at the plate. And they love hitting here in target field. Luckily, Keiko has only given up two home runs and they were both solo shots and his team leads by three. 0-2 count here to Donaldson. Just misses inside on a cut fastball, one and two. Sox pitchers like to go inside to Donaldson a lot. We've noticed it all year long. And he will swing at the inside pitch. He'll get himself tied up. He'll also go high. I think one of the best pitches you can throw him is one high in the zone. He goes high, swing and a miss. Man, you can tell I've watched a lot of these games. That's exactly what Keuchel does. And Donaldson goes underneath it. A borderline pitch. He could have laid off it. He doesn't. Miguel Sano, I wish he'd lay off a pitch. He hits another home run. And after four, five to two White Sox. And here comes Dick Mountain, otherwise known as Rich Hill. 39 appearances, 134 innings, though. 11 and 7 record, 6.04 ERA. Opponents are hitting 280 against him. But the Twins, in about the fifth inning, like to go to these middle relievers in Hill or Bailey. They bring in a lefty in Hill against Tim Anderson who's up for his third at bat he won the batting title in 2019 he led for a good portion of the season in the middle of the summer for the AL batting title currently sitting in fifth place the 1-0 pitch checks it up call the ball inside 2-0 Sox have two home runs in this game but the home run has not been the only way they've scored runs Meanwhile, the Twins have two runs in this game, both solo home runs from Miguel Sano as the count goes 3-0. Remember yesterday, Bailey came in. The Twins figure will just turn it over, and he couldn't find the zone, and the White Sox jumped all over him for a couple of runs. Hill just walked Anderson on an outside pitch on four, and here comes Grandal. Now, Yasmani is not as dangerous from the right side. He's one for one with a home run already. He now leads this team with 33 of them. 
Runner on first is Anderson. And the pitch on the way. High for Seamer, 1-0. Hill has yet to find the zone. Rondell walked in the first inning when Anderson was on. Anderson was not on the next time he was up because Rondell was leading off. And he led off with a home run. An outside pitch misses on a slider, 2-0. Six pitches from Hill, all of them missing the zone. And if you're a Sox hitter right now, you just stand there. Unless he makes a big mistake. You're looking for something that is clearly coming right down the middle. You can feast on. Otherwise, you're holding back. That one looked like it was coming down the middle. It was high, though. It curved inside. Grandal pops it up to right field. And he's got to feel silly there. Guy hadn't thrown a strike, and you fly out with a 2-0 count. Here's Mancada. All the switch hitters are getting flipped over to right-handers. Yo-Yo is one of them. Runner on first at Anderson now with one out in the top of the fifth. And a low inside 12-6 curveball misses 1-0 the count. Hill falling behind to every batter he's faced so far. Anderson takes off. That pitch is a strike low. Anderson is safe in the second base on a bobble by Arias. Taking the throw from Garver would have been 50-50 chance he gets the tag on. T.A. has stolen two bags in this game. He's the third most stolen bases in the American League. Luis Roberts still holds the lead in that category. 1-1 pitch to Moncada now, swing and a miss at a 12-6 on the outside corner. 1-2. He's 0-2 in this game. He's already struck out once. Anderson with a lead. That pitch is low. And now Moncada awaits the next offering. Inside. Full count. Jimenez stands on deck. I think I wrongly said that at one point he was 2-2, two and two, he was 1-2. and two. The ticker didn't move at the same speed it normally moves at. Now 3-2 count, and he walked it. So now Grandal has to be sitting there saying, man, I was 2-0. I created the first out of the inning. This guy can't find the zone. The only way Rich Hill is getting out of this inning is if he finds the zone or the White Sox get themselves out. Aloy Jimenez is 0-1 with a sack fly RBI in this game. He's yet to get good wood on a ball. Runners on first and second. A pitch on the outside corner called a strike. 0-1, and and the cheer comes up from the home crowd. First strike that Hill has been able to get. And this is the fourth batter he's facing. Two on, one out. The next offering. Now he gets a strike on the inside corner. Jimenez took them both. They were close pitches, but he took them, and Hill gets the call. So now 0-2. Jimenez has to... Tighten up his zone. Outside pitch, and he went for it. Yeah, I get the idea you're trying to protect, but that ball was a foot and a half outside. Aloy reaches for it. Nobody could have reached that. I don't care how long your bat is. Jimenez goes down on three pitches, and Rich Hill is escaping, hopefully, in his mind, from this inning. Meanwhile, Abreu is trying to say not so fast. 0 for 2 with a strike on the pop-out. An outside curveball misses. 1-0, and the Sox... Looking to find a way to get another run in. They lead 5-2. to two. two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. Low pitch misses, 2-0. and You're up a game and a half on these Twins. Trying to get more distance between you and them. But you're also trying to get distance on the Indians. Because that's the magic number right there. The further away you get from the Indians, the more of a chance of at least making the postseason 
for the first time since 2008. 12 years. 2-1 now to Abreu on a swing and a miss. Now he fouls off a four-seamer in the zone inside, 2-2. Two and two. 20 pitches for Hill here in relief in this inning. Runners on first and second, the pitch. Swing and a miss, and Abreu goes down, so Rich Hill couldn't find the zone at first, but he strikes out the last two, swinging a junk. Midway through to fifth, 5-2 to two White Sox here in Minnesota. Here's Marwin Gonzalez, 0-1, for 1, grounded out earlier in this game. This is his second at bat against Keuchel. First pitch here in the bottom of the fifth inning called a ball. Dallas needed 62 pitches to get to this inning through the first four. That was 63. Number 64 is also a ball, a two-seamer low, 2-0 two the count. Keuchel was extremely sharp in the first inning. That one's down the line, curving foul, thankfully, down the first baseline, 2-1. and one. Miguel Sano gave him some shell shock, is what I would call it. Then he got back into a groove in the third, and then Sano shell shocked him again. 2-2 pitch on the way. This one's fouled off. Count remains even at two. It's Gonzalez, and then the top of the order for the Twins. Inside pitch sent down the first baseline foul. Byron Buxton stands on deck. He has struck out twice on a total of six pitches. But he's seen Keuchel twice now. As another one is fouled off. Count remains even at two. Pitch number 70 coming up for Dallas. The two-seamer fouled off again. Keeps trying to work him low and in. Marwin keeps fighting it off. Let's see where he goes now. Grandal on the outside portion of the plate. Sets up there. Ball goes into the glove. He holds it, but the umpire says it's a ball. And the count is full of three and two. Full count. Bottom of the fifth. Nobody out. Nobody on. Leadoff man for this inning, Gonzalez, awaits the pitch. Inside, swung on and missed. He did him a favor. Pico fooled him. He thought it was going to be in the zone. He'd already started with his swing. Couldn't pull back. Seventh strikeout for Dallas. Sits down the first guy going inside and not in the zone. Puts it in on the hands and gets him to go around. One gone here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And here comes Byron Buxton, 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. And he tries to lay down a bunt. Keiko goes right over the top of the bat and he misses it. 0-1 the count. He tried to bunt on the first pitch last time up, so he must not feel very comfortable with Dallas Keuchel. He's just trying to find a way on. you got to take advantage of that. You know he doesn't have confidence here. Next pitch, he goes inside, doesn't get the call. 1-1 the count. Keuchel working quickly back into the line. Goes outside and misses on a two-seamer, 2-1. Two and one. They're tied up in Milwaukee, the Dodgers and the Brewers. We have the Dodgers next. They're out in the Midwest right now, just a little bit south of us. Both teams have a day off tomorrow and then a three-game set between the White Sox and the Dodgers. Four Seamer fouled off down the third baseline. His count is even at two. St. Louis leads 2-0 over Arizona. It sounds like they will be the field of dreams opponent for the White Sox in the shortened season out in the cornfields of Iowa. I wanted the Reds for the historical significance because that movie was based around the idea of the 1919 White Sox, at least in part. That's who they played. Major League Baseball, though, not really run by a guy who cares about the game and Rob Manfred. 
I don't think there's a lot of guys that care about the history of the game running Major League Baseball right now. So why would they even remember that? 3-2 pitch on the way. Ground ball down the first baseline going foul. And I think the Reds and the White Sox are both going to be young upstart teams. And that would be a fun game, and it's going to be a fun series when we play them. Inside pitch foul back, 3-2. Wish we were playing them all the same amount of games in the National League Central. We're going to play more games against the Cubs than anybody else. That makes no sense as well. Buxton goes down swinging. Keiko struck him out three times. He has eight in total. And there's two gone here with nobody on in the bottom of the fifth. Here comes Polanco. The two-hitter. Likes hitting more from the left side. Has to hit from the right against Keiko. He's 0 for 2 in this game. 83rd pitch for Keuchel's a strike on the inside corner on a cut fastball 0-1. Buxton took a lot of pitches there, wearing into Keuchel. And as Ricky Renteria did yesterday, it's quite possible he'll go to the pen a little earlier. As he said, these games mean a lot against Minnesota. Low and away, a changeup 1-1. I don't think in any way Dallas Keuchel faces Miguel Sano. He's the four-hitter on this team. Into the wind and the pitch. This one's fouled back. One and two the count. 23 pitches so far in this inning for Keuchel. Only seven outside the zone. And he hits him on the hip. And he's going to put a man on. And you want to know why that's dangerous. That's dangerous because Arias comes to the plate and Sano moves out onto the on-deck circle. And you had two outs and nobody on before you hit a guy that you had two strikes on on the hip. So it gets away from Dallas. So now Arias comes to the plate 0 for 2. The lefty against Keuchel has a run around with good speed. And the first pitch lifted into shallow left field. Coming on is Jimenez. He makes a great play on the run and ends the inning. And we're through five. That's big because Sano didn't get up. Sox lead 5-2. Edwin Encarnacion comes to the plate here. Rich Hill remains on the mound. 21 pitches last inning in relief. This is his second inning that he will pitch. Edwin's one for two. Has hit well in this series. He'll lead off the top of the sixth inning and swing and miss at a 12-6 curveball. Tyler Duffy and Tyler Clipper, the two Tylers, warming up for the Twins. Both of them are righties. Hill's a lefty, so they would flip the switch hitters back around if one of them came in. The 0-1 pitch on the way to Edwin. Foul back, a four-seamer, low and in, 0-2. The Sox have Dylan Cease and Jimmy Cordero warming up at the bullpen. One of them, I would imagine, is coming in to pitch to Sano. Swing and a miss by Encarnacion. He's down on strikes. Third strikeout for Hill. Edwin leads the team with strikeouts by far. And up comes Nomar Mazzaro. Now, Nomar hit a towering home run. Then I'm not kidding. It went over that third deck out in right center field. Now, the third deck out there is curved. So I'm not saying he... he I, I thought it was at the highest point. When I got another look at it, it's maybe one of the lower points of that third deck, but he still cleared it. 
That's the equivalent of a rooftop shot in Old Comiskey. He hit one today. He's got the two-run home run. He's also hit a double. He's two for two in this game. He's been all over Twins pitching, but he doesn't do so well against lefties. He's 0-1-1 here. Swing and a miss at a slider away, 0-2. Renteria electing to let his starter in right field at least face this lefty, possibly because he doesn't believe that Hill's going to pitch the rest of the game. And Mazzara is red hot today. 0-2 pitch on the way now after that's fouled off in the dirt, 1-2. It's not that he never gets a hit against a lefty, but it's a big split. He has yet to get an RBI or a home run against a left-handed pitcher, although he has some hits. But he's hitting in the 100s against lefties this year. Inside pitch misses, 2-2. Two and two. It's like having a pitcher in the National League up there right now when he has a lefty. And Rich Hill can bring it. He's a big, tall lefty. 2-2 two, two pitch on the way. Swung on and lifted down the right field line. That will hook foul. Well-hit ball. Just not straight enough. He was out in front of it. Count remains even at 2. Next offering also fouled off. A four-seamer high and away. So Mazzara fighting. As Hill brings that ball a little bit behind his back in the delivery. It's at a weird angle. Now a hit up the middle, and it gets down in front of Buxton. Mazzara's three for three, and one of them was against a left-handed pitcher, which is such a rarity. He now has a single, a double, and a home run, and is a triple away from the cycle. He's three for three, and he's the first man on with one out here on the top of the sixth for Danny Mendick. And a 12-6 curveball outside misses 1-0. He's 0-2 in this game with a flyout and a groundout, hitting 282 on the season with a 764 OPS. He's done very well at second base, plays a pretty solid defense, and he's hitting so much better than Nick Mandrigal, he's pretty much taken that job from him. Four seamer swung on and missed 1-1. One one. Basically took it over a couple weeks ago. Mandrigal's been more of a sub. Or more like Mandrigal will go to second and Mendick will move someplace else when they need a sub. This one down the third base line. They're going to try to turn two. Five, four, and three. They turn it. Miguel Sano starts it down to third base. And the sixth inning is halfway over. We go to the bottom of the sixth, leading five to two here in Minnesota. Sox are going to bring in Dylan Cease. 36 games, many as a starter, then moved to the bullpen about a month ago, month and a half now. 9-7 record. 4.14 ERA. They'll have a righty pitch to Sano here, who's 2-for-2 two two with two solo home runs off of Keuchel. And Cease comes in and throws a fastball in the outside corner that misses 1-0 the count. Bottom of the sixth inning, White Sox lead by three. They've led all game by either three or two runs. Slider away misses 2-0 as Cease and Grandal not giving him anything to hit right now. Cease into the wind. This one swung on and missed, a four-seamer, 2-1. We saw yesterday Grandal had Lucas Giolito hitting the outside corner a lot and making Sano reach for them. They struck him out several times, swinging a miss on a slider in the outside corner. Everything's been outside, coming from the righty, going across the plate. Sano's reach for two. 2-2 two, two count on the way, the pitch. High, he does not go for it. 3-2. and two. 
There's probably only been one pitch in the zone through these five pitches. Now the count is full. Let's see what they do. Brandao sets up on the outside corner. They come inside, though. I think that Cease missed that one. A slider. And Miguel holds off. And you saw Grandal sit up on the outside corner. He wanted it out there. Cease threw a bad pitch. Got away from him. He's lucky it wasn't down the middle. He walks to no. Leadoff man's on. Here comes Garver. Bullpen still working out there for the White Sox. Cordero continues to throw along with Jace Fry. Runner on. Doesn't have a lot of speed. Garver at the plate. One for two. This pitch rifled over to short. Gets by Anderson. Got through way too quickly in between him and Moncada. A base hit. Garver has two. That he's put on the ground through the infield perfectly in this game. And there's two on and no out. Dylan Cease. Not looking good immediately out of the pen for the White Sox. He's going to have to face at least one more guy. Eddie Rosario comes to the plate. 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Keuchel had given up two bombs to Miguel Sano. And was near 90 pitches in this game. Sox had a 5-2 lead. They still have it. And the idea of having a righty go against Sano made a lot of sense. They almost had him. He just couldn't make the pitch. Strike now, one and one the count to Rosario. He's had 126 home runs in his last five seasons. He's 0 for 2 in this game. He's been facing a lefty to this point. Now he gets a righty. Two runners on, not a lot of speed in Sano and Garver, but they're on. Inside four seamer misses, two and one the count. It could be a very, very quick appearance for Dylan Cease. He can't get an out here. The 2 1 pitch on the way. Up the middle, base hit. Coming around is Sano. Robert throws it in the third to hold Garver. Saxwell can see the run. It's 5-3, and all Dylan Cease came in and did was give up a walk and two base hits. There's two on still. There's still no outs. And they're coming right back out here to get him now. Threw 11 pitches and couldn't do anything. Sox are going to the bullpen immediately. And Renteria wants Fry. He did a very good job yesterday in this situation. He faced some of these same guys coming up. 37 and two-thirds innings, five and two record, 3.58 ERA. Righties are hitting 185 against him. He's got Nelson Cruz, who has a history of not doing very well against lefties. And quickly, Cruz fouls this one off, 0-1. Runners on first and second. A run already in. Sox still lead by two, five to three. Dallas Keuchel started his game, did pretty well through the first five innings, but had given up two deep home run no-doubters to Miguel Sano. And with Sano leading off the six and Keuchel right about 90 pitches, Renteria went to Dylan Cease, and it did not work out. A walk and two hits, and that's why we are now a run closer to being tied with two on. 0-2 oh count. Cruz fouls off a pitch. Count remains 0-2 here. No outs in the bottom of the sixth inning. Twins fans on their feet, feeling it for the first time today. Really the first time they have threatened all game long. The 1-2 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. He got him on the outside corner, and Fry sits down Cruz, just like he did yesterday in a similar situation with two on. He inherited runners and went through this portion of the order. He gets Donaldson again. He got him yesterday in the same situation. One out, bottom of the sixth inning. 
Two on still. The first pitch to Josh. Outside, cut fastball. Misses 1-0 the count. Donalds is hitting 333 with runners in scoring position. And he swings and misses at that curveball, 1-1. One one. Stomps out of the batter's box. Wasn't happy at himself on that one. Now he's back in. Fry delivers. In the dirt. Ball does not get away far enough for anybody to advance. 2-1 the count. He's going for the curveball there. And the bottom dropped out a little bit too much. Checks the runner and delivers. Swung on and missed a cut fastball. Now he's got him even at 2. Now he checks him again and delivers. High pitch. Donaldson holds off. The count is full with Marwin Gonzalez on deck. And then the top of the order. Fry to Grandal. This one deep. Way back near the post. If it's fair, it's gone. It is not. Donaldson tried to weave that one fair. It's just foul. Another pitch from Fry. This one a base hit in the right field. Mazzara comes up throwing quickly. Everybody's only going 90 feet. It could have been a three-run home run. Instead, it was a base hit. Nobody scored on it. But Fry gives up the hit. Donaldson finds it. Gets it through the hole between Abreu and Mendick. And the bases are loaded now with one out here in the bottom of the sixth inning for Marwin Gonzalez. First pitch from Fry. Inside cut fastball. Just misses 1-0. Sox having their first real trouble of the game. A run already in. There's one out. And now an outside pitch misses again, 2-0. They're both very close pitches. Fry may feel like he's getting squeezed a little bit, and he may be. Book came out a few years back, maybe a decade old, decade and a half, called scorecasting. Talked about in big situations how umpires can be influenced by the crowd, showing that sometimes they'll take a pitch right down the middle and call it a ball because they're caught up in the moment. This one down the first baseline, foul, 2-1. and one. It's human nature. Rondal's got to keep having him pour him in and look for the call. Now an outside four seamer misses three and one. That definitely missed. So now you got the bases loaded. Nowhere to put Gonzalez. Buxton on deck. Five to three ball game here in Minnesota. And there's some real danger here. The pitch. Hits the outside corner and gets the strike called. Crowd didn't like it, but that was a strike. Good job by Fry. And good job by Grandal to go back to a pitch that had been called the ball twice and have him throw it again. Yasmani, the veteran catcher, is not giving in. Now one back up the middle, off the leg of the pitcher Fry and into the outfield. It bounces enough that two runs will come around and score. It's a 5-5 ball game. Jace Fry inherited two runners. Struck out Nelson Cruz. And then two very seeing-eye singles bouncing through the infield. Played a couple of runs. There's still one out, and runners on first and second for Byron Buxton. Fry remains in. Throws a strike on the inside corner, 0-1. Cordero's ready. He can come in at any time now. Fry is face three. Cease only face three. He caused the inning. Fry has tried to get out of it, but couldn't. Now both guys on base are his. Cease's guys have all scored. Three of them to tie up this game at five. An outside pitch, cut fastball, misses. Two and one. The bullpen has been so steady. 
Not a good outing for the White Sox rookie coming out of the bullpen in Dylan Cease. Lost the starting job. And in a big moment, couldn't come through. Swing and a miss at a cut fastball. Two and two. And there's real discussions in Chicago if they make it to the postseason. Would you even carry him if he's not good out of the pen and he's not a starter? Cut fastball, foul back, two and two the count. Cordero could very easily remain on this team when they go back to 26 men for the postseason. Swung on and missed. Buxton goes down. He has struck out all four times. And that's why Fry remained in. He's a lefty. And Buxton has had a terrible time all day against Keuchel. So Renteria leaves him in. He struck out two now with the two hits in between those. He's got two gone. He gets Polanco. They're not going to turn Polanco around and let him hit from the left side. He's more dangerous there. So Fry remains in and throws an inside cut fastball, 1-0. He's thrown 26 pitches. That's a lot for Jace Fry. But 21 of them in the strike zone. Maybe even a few more. Only five called balls. 1-0 the count. The pitch on the way. Low misses curveball, 2-0. Fry continues to work. The 2-0 pitch. Lifted softly. Back behind second base. Mendix there. And he puts it away. So Dylan Cease comes on. Sees three batters. Puts on three. Allows her on the score while he's on the mound. The other two come around on two seeing-eye singles. And after six, each team has seven hits and five runs here in Minnesota. And Tyler Duffy will come out to pitch this inning for the Twins. 64 and two-thirds innings, a 2.92 ERA, 61 strikeouts to 16 walks. Righties do better against him than lefties, and Luis Robert, a righty who's one for two with a single and a run batted in, will come to the plate. Top of the seventh inning, tie ball game. Slider away, swung on and missed, 0-1. The 0-1 pitch to Robert. Fouled off for Seamer, who was in the zone. 0-2, that one goes down the first baseline. Quickly working is Duffy. Swing and a miss. He got Robert on three pitches. That last one was the first one out of the zone. He reached for it, low and away. Three pitches, one out. Here on the top of the seventh. Tim Anderson comes to the plate. He's having a pretty good day. T.A. with a couple of hits. A couple of stolen bases. Actually, check that. He's got a single, a run scored, two stolen bases. He walked the other time he was up two for seven in this series. Takes a ball away, 1-0 the count. Rondal waits on deck. With a righty on the mound, he and Mancata coming up soon. Get to move over to the left side. They were much more effective earlier in this game from that side. That pitch misses high, 2-0. 5-5 ball game. After the Sox give up a three spot. In the bottom of the sixth. Base hit. Easily over the head at first base. Rolls out in the right field. A nice hit from Tim Anderson. Goes Apo, Goes with the pitch. Flares it out in the right. And he's on first base for the third time today. And here's Grandal. One for two with a solo home run in the third. First pitch right down the middle. A knuckle curve. That's a funny looking pitch. He's slugging 564. He has 33 home runs leading the team. He's got a 289 average. He's 0-1 in the count, though. Anderson has stole two bases. I'm sure they're paying attention to him. That pitch low. They're going to say that Grandal went around, and he's got words 
He doesn't think he did. He wanted an appeal. He doesn't get it. Quickly 0-2 in the count. Runner on first. The pitch. Outside misses. 1-2. Duffy working quickly. Maybe one of the ways he's trying to keep Anderson from going anywhere. Swing and a miss on a knuckle curve. Low. Rondal shakes his head and appreciates that pitch as a catcher. But there's two gone now for Yoan Mancata. Yo-Yo is 0 for 2 with a walk. Anderson goes on the first pitch. A strike down the middle. Anderson down and safe at second. Three stolen bases and three attempts today and up to 39 on the season. Runner in scoring position. 0-1 the count to Yoan Mancata. Inside pitch a slider misses 1-1. One one. Sitting 341 with runners in scoring position. The Sox just got one out there for him. Next pitch away, a knuckle curve misses, 2-1 the count. 2-1 the count. The pitch on the way. High misses, a four-seamer, 3-1. Yesterday we saw Aaron Bummer. We saw a very tired closer in Steve Ciszek. Bummer went deep. He pitched for more than one inning. That'll wear out a guy like him. That's ball four to Moncada. He'll take his base two on. Kopech went several innings. So whether or not those guys are first on the list to come in here is questionable. Sure, there's a day off tomorrow, but if the arm is sore, the arm is sore. Here's Jimenez, 0 for 2, with a sack fly. These guys are not stretched out to pitch every single game. But like Renteria said, it's all hands on deck. For now, though, Alex Colome warms up, possibly to take the bottom of the seventh. And a low four-seamer misses, 1-0 the count. First and second, Jimenez now lifts this one down the right field line. Fair ball! That ball's going to roll back into the 328 marker. It's going to bounce off the wall. Anderson comes around and scores. Mancada in the third. Jimenez in the second. An RBI double, and the White Sox retake the lead 6-5. And Jimenez is pumping his fist, pointing at his dugout, and this team is pumped up. Big hit. Two of them here in this inning over the first baseman and down the first baseline. And now with two on and two out, here's Abreu, 0 for 3, struck out the last time up, 1 for 11 in the series, but a veteran and a leader on this team. And an opportunity for him to put a crooked number up to answer back to the Twins immediately. A base hit is definitely going to bring home Moncada, possibly Jimenez, depending on where it lands. They're at third and second, respectively. First pitch swung on a missed a slider right below the bat, above the knees. Abreu stands in, and the next pitch is outside, a knuckle curve. He has four hits in his life against Duffy who comes out of the pen regularly for the Twins over the last few years. This one down the first baseline. Foul! Close, but now one and two. The next offering, outside misses, and the count is even at two. Fans here in Minnesota trying to root on their pitcher. Swing and a miss, and he got him. Knuckle curve. That knuckle curve is working. Some players could hit it, some could not. Jimenez got a hold of one. That's definitely what it was. Down the first baseline, and we retake the lead, heading to the bottom of the seventh. Alex Colome is going to come in, or Colome if you're nasty. 
He had 10 saves this season, but blew six of them. And that's how he lost his closer role. He's been effective, though, overall out of the bullpen. And he will take the beginning of this inning at least. He gets a Reyes, who's three for nine lifetime against him. But he gets a strike across right away. Oh, and won the count. So no stands on deck. But you're going through the heart of the order right here. Inside pitch foul down the first baseline, 0 and 2. Bottom of the seventh inning. Twins tied it up in the bottom of the sixth. Sox got a run in the top of the seventh to retake the lead at 6 to 5. Jimmy Cordero warms in the bullpen. Yet again, he's been up and down today. Feels like he's destined to come in, but more as an emergency. Inside pitch swung on and missed. He got him on a cut fastball. He went high and in, corner of the zone. And that's the first out, and here comes Miguel Sano. Two home runs in this game. As he approaches the plate, everybody's up cheering. Possibly going to win the MVP. Put one in the upper deck in left field. One way out in right. Both off of Keiko. Then he was walked at the beginning of last inning. He came around and scored. First pitch is a ball inside. Next one, a cut fastball, low and in, a strike. So they're working him low and in right now on those first two pitches with cut fastballs. Now they go away with a cut fastball. He does not reach. Two and one. So Noah has had a tendency to reach and strike himself out, but he's not doing it today. Grandal keeps trying to go to that well. Now he goes outside and fouls off one, two and two. So Yasmani reads him as a guy who will go outside and swing a junk. They go outside there, but he gets a hold of it and fouls it off, two and two. So inside, inside, and then three on the outside corner. Count is even at two. Now he goes low, and it's fouled straight back. Count still even. One out here in the bottom of the seventh. Nobody on. One run lead for the White Sox. And a four-seamer hit deep. Down the third baseline, but clearly foul. He went down the one knee to get that one. Another 2-2 pitch. Down the third baseline, foul on the ground. A long at bat. Personnel. Eight pitches so far. Pitch number nine lifted out deep in the right center field. Tailing back is Mazzara near the wall. He will catch it at the track. It was hard hit, but not hit hard enough. There are two gone, and Mitch Garver comes to the play two for three with two seeing-eye singles on the ground through the infield, one on the right side, one on the left. There's two gone here in the bottom of the seventh, and a strike on the inside corner from Colome. 0-1 the count. The 0-1 pitch on the way. Outside, catches the corner, gets the call 0-2, and that's the same area. Sox couldn't get a call there earlier in this game. Last inning, in fact, they couldn't get that call. That pitch was more outside than some of those that were called balls in that big inning last inning. Why? Not as much excitement, obviously. Now an outside pitch. He checks it up. Did he go? He did not, they say. One and two the count here to Garver with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. Palome trying to go one, two, three. Fouls off a cut fastball down the first baseline. Count remains one and two. Into the wind and the pitch. Fouls it back to the backstop. Another batter. Hanging in. Got to be patient. 
Find that area. Try to get him out. Don't walk him. Don't let him come back. That pitch is high. Two and two on a cut fastball at eye level. Quickly working. Back outside. Swing and a miss at a ball in the dirt. It's going to roll away. Grandal gets up. Throws down the first and gets him by two steps. Throwing down to Abreu on the drop third strike. A 1-2-3 inning for Alex Colome. We're through seven, leading once again by one. Tyler Clifford's coming in, 28 appearances, 31 and two-thirds innings. Six holds and a 1.14 ERA. We've seen both Tylers. Righties hit 061 against him. Lefties, 2-11. Here's a righty in Encarnacion, who already is not very good against right-handed pitchers. And the shadow is creeping across home plate. Joining Cordero in the bullpen is Aaron Bummer. Although we might see Jimmy here in the eighth. And a low pitch misses a changeup, 1-0. Encarnacion has had a base hit against Clippert. He's one for seven lifetime. He's also struck out five times. So in seven at-bats, a hit, five strikeouts, and then some other out. He fouls back a split finger, one and one the count. He's one for three in this game, at a double, and came home on a Mazzara blast. Fouls off a split finger low, and he's quickly one and two. Sox mostly playing their division the rest of the way, but not the Twins, and only three more against the Indians. They get a lot of Kansas City. 36,932 in attendance today, just announced. As this one's fouled back, the count is even at two. They get a lot of Detroit. They get a lot of Kansas City here down the stretch. They get some Oakland. Little Dodgers sprinkled in as a ball is hit deep in the hole. Behind third base, Polanco gets it. A long jump throw, and he gets Encarnacion. A good runner is probably safe. Edwin is not one of those. Here's Nomar Mazzari's three for three, and a triple shy of the cycle. One out here in the top of the eighth inning. Sox lead by a run. First pitch ripped into left field. That's a base hit. It'll only go for a single, but Nomar Mazzara now. It's now four for four in this game. What a game for Nomar. He is just seeing the ball so well. And he stands out on first base. And the Sox like to bring in a defensive replacement sometimes for him. But the way he's hitting in a one-run game... It might be like, I don't want to take his bat out. Ground ball down the third base. Mendick starting another double play. The second one he's hit into today. Five to four to three on a nifty play by Miguel Sano. The big man can move. Catches it, spins and throws. And the inning is over. The top of the eighth inning ended very quickly after the Mazzara hit. Eddie Rosario now comes to the plate. One for three with a single, an RBI, and a run scored. Meanwhile, the White Sox have a new pitcher. And it's Aaron Bummer. 61 appearances, 60 in the third innings. ERA of 2.54, 83 strikeouts to 14 walks. Righty's hitting 107 against him. Lefty's hitting 253. Aaron's been working hard this week. With the day off tomorrow, the White Sox are pulling out all the stops to try to hold on to this game. Rosario's a lefty. He fouls off a four-seamer. Then the next two guys up, Cruz and Donaldson, not as effective versus lefties compared to the righties. So this is the guys you want to see. This is exactly why they brought in Jace Fry when they did. Fry came in for Cruz because Cease had to see three guys. And they expected Dylan Cease to have a good inning. Instead, he blew up. Couldn't get an out. And it was all part of that three-run inning in the sixth. 
Now Bummer has Rosario 0-2 in the count. He fouls off a pitch, remains 0-2. Now he goes outside with a cut fastball. Rosario does not chase, 1-2. One 1-2 two. One two pitch fouled off. I'm going to tell you right now, if Bummer gets into any kind of trouble, if you look at the rest of the order after the 6, 7, and 8 guys, you could go to Cordero for Gonzalez in the top of the order. Ground ball over to second. Flipped over to first. There's one gone here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And Nelson Cruz comes to the plate. He's 0 for 2 with a walk in the fourth inning as Bummer's gotten the first out here on six pitches. There's one gone here in the bottom of the eighth and the White Sox clinging to a 6-5 lead. Meanwhile, out in Colorado, the Indians are tied at three in their afternoon game with the Rockies and look like they may be headed to extra innings. Meanwhile, Cruz over here just fouled off two pitches in his 0-2. He's also 0 for 2 in this game. The next offering outside corner just misses on a sinker. One and two to count. Everybody's pretty much up here in the eighth inning. This is as close as you can get to playoff baseball until you get to the playoffs. This series here in September. One, two pitch misses inside a slider, two and two. Bummer has had his struggles this year. He's not automatic. He had been the first couple months. But everybody's human. The shadow during this afternoon game is now halfway between the mound and the plate. That can play tricks on the batters. Meanwhile, pitch misses high and the count is full to Cruz. Let's see what Bummer does here. Does he go after him? Or does he try to get him to reach? Pops it up, jam shot, center field. Robert wakes underneath a can of corn. He went inside on him, in the zone, and forced him to pop that one up. He got a good swing on it, but not very good wood. There's two gone here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Here comes Donaldson, one for two, with two outs already. And that's what you wanted. You're going through the meat of an order. You're also going through a part of the order that doesn't fare well against lefties. That's why a guy like Cruz who batted fifth yesterday, is batting seventh. And a guy like Donaldson, who batted sixth yesterday, is batting eighth. They got moved down for a reason. And the White Sox have taken advantage of that. Even after Keiko left, they've gone to Fry during this portion of the lineup. And now this time through, they go to Bummer. One and two the count quickly to Donaldson after he fouls off two. And now fouls off another one. Bummer's working very quick. Peppering him inside out. Now he goes high with a cut fastball and Donaldson gets it. And you know what? That's the M.O. We talked about it earlier. Donaldson tries to climb that ladder and can't get up. This time he was looking for it. Now he goes low and another sinker is fouled off. Count remains one and two. 18 pitches here for Bummer. Stares in and delivers. Inside pitch misses a cut fastball two and two. On deck is Gonzalez. He's a little bit better against lefties than he is against rights. Meanwhile, after him is, Bu is uh, Buxton. And Buxton is 0 for 4 against left-handed pitching today with four strikeouts. That pitch misses low and away, 3 and 2 the count. Bummer, though. The arm has got to be sore. Indications coming into the game was he was iffy if he was going to come out here. So he can't go very deep in an inning. Full count pitch, fouled back in the Grandal's chest. 3-2, and two, and he's already up to 21 pitches, which is a long inning for a pitcher. 
3-2 pitch on the way. Fouls off a sinker. A lot of foul balls the last few innings for the Twins. They're battling up there. Sox pitchers trying not to let up. Another sinker fouled off. A very, very long at bat now for Josh Donaldson. Into the double digits. Count is still full. Payoff pitch again. Another foul ball. 3-2 count remains out there. Will Bummer win the battle? He fouls off another one. An incredible at bat right now. Mano Imano, one of the best relievers, one of the best hitters in the game. Swung on and missed. He got him on a cut fastball low and in. Aaron Bummer comes off the mound, screaming into his dugout. And the White Sox lead after eight, six to five here in Minnesota, going for the sweep. Sergio Romo, we saw him yesterday. He's a good pitcher. He's done very well against the White Sox all year. 3-0, 2.55 ERA over 35 and a third innings. We've seen him a lot, even though he's only had 35 and a third innings. Luis Roberts going to lead off the ninth inning, then the top of the order. In the bullpen, I keep saying his name, Cordero continues to throw, although he's now kind of long tossing to, to kind of keep the arm warm. I feel like he's like the emergency if one of the regular guys can't do it. You know, like one of those things where it's like, we want to bring in our other guys, but they're exhausted. So if they get into trouble, Jimmy, you're coming in with your very, very fast pitch and you're going to you're going to throw. Roberts one for three here in the top of the ninth inning. The Sox lead six to five and an outside slider misses one to know the count. So Ciszek warms with him, warms with Cordero. Steve has been in pretty much every game this week. 1-0 pitch swung on and missed the slider away one and one. You know, you want to put everything you can into this game. You also don't want to hurt your closer. I'm sure that's what's going through the mind of Ricky Renteria right now. He's been used a lot this week. He's already blown a save at one point this week, but overall he's been very consistent. The most consistent pitcher coming out of the pen all season long. Swing and a miss, one and two now. Romo takes his time, now delivers. Rifled over to the left side, underneath the glove of Polanco, who couldn't get it. Just gets under his glove as he's running back behind third base. And Roberts got a leadoff hit. You got good speed on board in the top of the order coming up. Everybody in this stadium knows the guy who's leading the majors in stolen bases is probably going to go at some point. There's no outs here in the top of the ninth inning. Anderson stands up there, two for three. Two base hits, two runs scored, three stolen bases. Takes a strike, 0-1 oh the count. Roberts got to wait pick his poison. Garver has not done very well against the White Sox all year long. Sox have made a lot of hay on the base paths against him. But he hits well and the Twins put him back there. The 0-1 pitch on the way. Lifted high in the center field. It's going to be a can of corn for Buxton and there's one gone. Robert only had two pitches to try to figure out if he could go there before the first out of the inning. Grandal now comes to the plate with one out in the top of the ninth. Luis with a good lead. Looks in. Romo checks him, pitch down the middle, foul back, 0-1 the count. Romo checks Robert again, and he's off. That pitch low, Garver down to second, Robert is in and popped up before the ball even got there. What a jump. He was standing by the time the ball hit the glove of Polanco on a pop-up slide. 1-1 the count out of Grandal, who's 1-3 for three with that home run and a runner on second base that can score on any hit anywhere. And a swing and a miss at a changeup low, one and two. On deck is Moncada. You're going to get an insurance run. These are the guys you want up, and that's the base runner 
Yuan on second base. Outside pitch misses. Two and two. The count is even. Big series here for the White Sox. Took Friday's game. Took yesterday's game. Trying to take this one. Ground ball back to the pitcher. Falling off the mound. He makes the play. Forces Robert to go back to second base. And then gets Grandal at first. There's two gone. And here comes Yo-Yo Moncada. 0 for 2 with two walks. He's 4 for 11 in this series with a home run. The first pitch on the inside corner, an 86-mile-an-hour four-seam fastball, taken for a strike, 0-1. He's hitting 341 with runners in scoring position. Last time he had a runner at second base, he walked. Sox would like to see him get the bat on the ball. On deck is Jimenez. Swings and misses at a changeup low below the knees, 0-2. He's already got a strikeout in this game. Has not looked very sharp at the plate today. The eye is there, but maybe not the timing. Fouls off a changeup on the outside corner. He's also been an Ironman the last couple of weeks for this team. Not taking any days off. The 0-2 pitch. Inside misses on a slider. One and two the count. Still tied up in Colorado, but in the ninth inning, the Indians scored two and then the Rockies scored two. They're knotted up at five instead of knotted up at three. Go purple. Two and two the count. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, and Mankata goes down swinging. So the Sox get a leadoff man in Robert. He gets second base on a stolen base, and he dies out there. 11 hits for the Sox and only six runs. Five runs on seven for Minnesota. We go to the bottom of the ninth. Gonzalez, Buxton, and Polanco up. Steve Ciszek comes into the game to try to get another save. He's got 24 on the season and 27 attempts. A 5-2 and two record. 64 innings and a 1.55 ERA. His whip is below one. 81 strikeouts to 20 walks. Opponents hitting below the Mendoza line against him. He's a right-hander. He's a side-armer. He's been the best guy out of the pen all year for the Sox. And in a big moment, he's called on here with not a lot of rest over the last week. In the first pitch, Marwan Gonzalez moves over to the left-handed batter's box. as a ball in the outside corner, low and away. Gonzalez is 1-for-3 against left-handed pitching today. He's 1-0 in the count here. In the bottom of the ninth. Everybody's up. The big moment for both teams. The Twins either come back and win this game. And they are separated by a half game, sitting in second place behind the White Sox. Or the Sox leave Minnesota after coming in a half game back, two and a half games up, with only three weeks left to play in the season. And this is the last time these two teams will face each other unless they meet each other in the postseason, which is always possible the way they're both playing. One and two the count. The pitch on the way. Low and inside. Misses on a sinker. Two and two. Now a 2-2 pitch. He got him. Looking on a slider. On the outside corner, Gonzalez can't believe he didn't go for that one. He threw the slider, but he threw it up. And he threw it on the outside corner. And I think Marwin thought that pitch had gotten away from him and was going to curve away from the plate. Instead, it stayed straight with a lot of movement and went right across the outer portion of the plate for a clear strike three. There's one gone here in the bottom of the ninth, and Buxton comes up 0 for 4 with four strikeouts, all against left-handed pitching. And a slider on the outside corner called a strike 0 and 1. Keiko got him three times. Fry got him once. Ciszek delivers. Low and away, a sinker misses 1 and 1 the count. An outside slider misses 2-1. and one. I want to thank everybody for listening to this game in the White Sox simulated season.
I think we all realize this is maybe the most exciting, most important one so far. I'm standing here next to the bar. I can't sit down. Two and one, the count, the pitch on the way. Low slider, misses three and one. Polanco stands on deck. He will get to hit lefty against a righty for the first time all day. And he is much deadlier on that side. Meanwhile, Buxton's got lots of speed. You don't want to let him on. He could easily be at second base before Polanco's at bat is over. 3-1 pitch. Swung on and fouled back. An inside slider at 79 miles an hour at the knees. In the zone. Count is full. Big payoff pitch here with one out. Nobody on the bottom of the ninth. Swung on and missed. He got him. Five strikeouts for Buxton today. The big sombrero. Cishek goes low. And Buxton doesn't swing low enough. That's a beautiful pitch. Right down the middle. Four-inch pitch break at 90 miles an hour. And he couldn't get it. Polanco comes up with two outs here in the bottom of the ninth inning. We're not out of the woods yet. He's 0 for 3, but we've seen him. We've seen him tie a game against us and win a game against us with a home run. He has killed the White Sox in late innings. But that was months ago. Lately, we've had their number. First pitch fouled off down the third base line. Next one, low and away, a sinker misses 1-1. One 13 pitches so far for Ciszek. He's got two outs already. He has struck out the first two he's seen. This one's foul back a slider, and now one and two. Steve Ciszek going for the sweep here for the White Sox to put them two and a half up in first place in the AL Central on the 6th of September. Foul ball down the third base line, rolling to the ball boy down there. We'll reset it one and two. The next offering. A sinker fouled off down the third base line into the crowd. Polanco not going down easily. On deck, Luis Arias. Foul ball sinker off the inside leg of Grandal. He shakes it off immediately. He's not going to slow down his pitcher. He grimaces and gets back behind the plate. One and two the count, the pitch. Swung on and missed, and the White Sox sweep the Twins. An outside sinker, swung on and missed, and the White Sox have swept the Minnesota Twins on the first weekend in September. They enter the series a half game out of first place and leave Minnesota for the last time in the regular season this year, up two and a half games, alone in first place in the American League Central. Steve Ciszek strikes out the side in the ninth, and the Sox are riding higher than they have all year long. Folks, thanks for listening to this one. Absolutely incredible weekend. We've had so much fun being able to bring you this series. With baseball coming back, the ability to fast forward the simulation, and then picking this series as this is what we were going to feature on 4th of July weekend. A big series, the last one against the Twins in Minnesota, and I didn't know how it was going to go. But I said ahead of time, I talked to Joe Binder over at Sox on 35th, this is the series we're going to do that weekend in the middle of the fast forward. And then we're going to move forward and head towards the playoffs, or at least the end of the season one way or another. And now I think it's going to be playoffs. I think that's what the fast forward is going to show us. We'll see how it all ends up. You'll find out this week on Sox in the basement. Let's get through this game before I tell you what else is coming up this week. Nomar Mazar is your player of the game. Four for four. Home run. Double. Two singles. Jace Fry is going to get the win. An inning pitched, gave up two hits, struck out two. He was the pitcher of record. He's the reason we weren't losing. Because Dylan Cease came in 
and just was awful. Couldn't get an out. Run was already in. Two on. Fry comes in. And yes, two of those runs score. But he didn't let any of his own runs come across. The game's tied at five. You go to the top of the seventh inning and you get a run right away on a big hit from Aloy Jimenez. And then you hold on behind Bummer and Ciszek. He gets to save Steve Ciszek. In inning pitch, he struck out all three that he faced. Tim Anderson goes two for four, two runs scored. Yasmani Grandal, one for four with a big home run. An RBI and a run scored. Aloy Jimenez, one for three with a huge double. The game-winning RBI on that double. He had two RBI on the day because he had a sack fly earlier. Sox sweep the Twins. They're two and a half up in the American League Central with about three weeks left to go. This is the last time we'll see them. They only beat us six times all year. Sox have owned them. They've actually owned the American League Central. It's the big reason why they're doing so well. We've got some Detroit games, Kansas City games, three against Cleveland. We're in a good position right now to at least make the postseason. We'll see how this all shakes out. Here's the deal. During this week, pay attention to Sox in the basement. At some point, we're doing the fast forward. I'm thinking about doing it before I sit down with Dave, my buddy at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar, and our special guest this Wednesday, Scott Merkin, MLB beat reporter covering the Chicago White Sox for MLB.com. Scott's going to come in. He's going to talk about what's going on here at the beginning of spring training, the second spring training for the White Sox, summer training, as we get ready for baseball to start in real life in just a few weeks. We're also going to fast forward, get you through the end of the regular season. And then this coming weekend, Sox in the Basement will present playoff baseball for our 2020 simulated season. And we will conclude this depending on how it goes. If it goes badly, it'll be over this next weekend. If it goes well, you will get everything next week and a successful conclusion two weeks from today. It will all end so that we have plenty of time to be completely and totally focused on the White Sox coming back. That's the plan. That's the schedule. And, man, it's going to be a fun ride. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, post-game analysis with Sox on 35th. Check that out today. Stay with Sox in the basement. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends about it. This is going to be fun. We will see you on Wednesday. Dave, me, Scott Merkin. Socks in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.